Hey everybody and welcome to Movie Guys Podcast. Tonight we are talking about The Magnificent Seven. I am long here with Eric and also a brand new guy, Alex. How you doing tonight, Alex? I'm doing all right. Let's my uh, outlaw name. My outlaw name is uh, uh, the Whiskey Kid. <laughs> I like it. Uh, mine is Red and Gabe Johnson. I don't know. No, that's, <laughs> I mean that's what? I mean, because that <laughs> it seems like more off the cuff. Well, yeah, I guess, like, uh, I, I'm kind of jealous because it's like it seems really more like a porn star name than it would be for like an outlaw <laughs> name. No, 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 uh, no. Porn star names would be the street you grew up on in the town. So Parkside Swanson would be my porn name. Wait, 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 wait. It's it's street you grew up in and what? The town that you grew up in. I heard it was like street name and then like, First Pet's name. Yeah, first pet's name. Oh, okay. So then it would be uh Parkside McGregor. <laughs> I like uh, I'm that. gonna I'm gonna keep uh the whiskey kid for that one as well. That's actually pretty I like <laughs> I like that name too. Well anyway, Eric, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. I mean, uh feeling pretty good today too. I mean we're on the night of the of the debates right now, so this is going to be a exciting night for everybody tonight. Yes, it is, and we wanted to let everybody know that uh, Ed is still with us. Um, I mean, I tried to kill him, didn't work, um, but uh, he uh, it just, he just wasn't able to make it tonight because he was too busy supposedly going out with the uh, Miss Pennsylvania, which I I got to call him out on. Still waiting for the pictures. Still waiting. Yes, for the I'm pictures. still waiting. Yes, yes. Ed said he went on a date with Miss Pennsylvania on Saturday. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you know, that's, that's what it is. You know, Alex, I was actually just telling Joan earlier, um, because when he said he was going out with Miss Pennsylvania, I had thought, because of Michigan terms, when someone says they're having a day with Miss Michigan, what that means, <laughs> rather than being Miss Pennsylvania. And again, it's just because Michigan is shaped like the hand. When you <laughs> go out with Michigan, you're having a day with your own mitten there. Is it? Is it bad that I live in Ohio and I'm a Michigan fan? Does that count nope. for anything no that, that's I mean, how we prefer it that's how we prefer it no uh you're an armpit uh state you're not garbage people we all get it you support a garbage <laughs> team oh oh yeah who wanted coming, who lost coming from the smart <clears throat> fan over there too hey you know what I, I got love for all everything michigan football here i guess I, I try to have love for the lions but okay we're now we're now we're digressing into some right yeah we're not going to this horrible realm here yeah yeah, we're talking about The Magnificent Seven, a movie that I never would have watched if it wasn't for this show. I have no interest, and I still have no interest in this movie. Um, I was totally against it when I heard about it. I don't care about the director. I don't care what he's done. Um, sure. And uh, Chris Pine, is that it? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Pratt. Um, as soon as he told me he was not told me. Wow, that sounded really funny. As soon as he announced that he was not doing the new the new Indiana Jones, uh, I lost all respect for him. I don't care to see him in anything, and I don't care about this movie. So I was not excited. Um, my opinion may be different now that I've seen it, but I was not excited at all. There was no hype for me at all. Do you this. not like Chris Pratt at all? Is that is that kind of the what you're saying? Well, then? well, I'm hurt. Because I'm a big Indiana Jones fan. We all know this. And I, when the studio said that we want to do a remake and have Chris Pratt as Indiana Jones, I was like, best casting ever. Thank you. Greatest choice in the world. And then they're like, yeah, no, we're not going to do it. We're going to have Harrison Ford back. I'm like, ah. And then you do Jurassic World, and it's like, oh, God. Well, and it's yeah. – You got him for, for a few know, other Jurassic World movies, man. So you'd be happy about that. 
Yeah, I guess. The trilogy but, you know, starring Chris Pratt. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I'm just disappointed. I guess I just want my Chris Pratt Indiana Jones movie. But uh, Denzel Washington, man, his star has declined over the years. I think his last great movie was probably Training Day. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, he's done a few other. Inside Job was pretty good. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, um, American Gangster. Okay, yes, American Gangster, directed mm-hmm. by Ridley Scott. Yes, yes, American Gangster is okay. It's not great, but it's okay. I, I, I We're talking about Denzel. Denzel is yeah. fantastic. He's he's got the skills to do whatever you're going to put him in. What have you seen, Book of Eli, Alex? That was yes, a... and that that dumpster fire wasn't his fault. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. He was still okay. You, you put him in a movie by the same director, The Equalizer. It's yeah. In, in varying parts, uh, creepy, uh, who is this guy? Kind of what they did with John Wick. And then half sure. of it's uh, R-rated Home Alone. And uh, I, think it's a, I think it's a fantastic film. Well, regardless, I, I mean, I just, I wasn't excited. And then Edward Norton, not Edward Norton. Wow, I'm an idiot. I kept on thinking. So we got Chris Pratt. We got uh, Denzel. We have Vincent D'Onofrio. We have Ethan Hawke. Yes, uh, Ethan Hawke. I don't think the Asian guy or the Indian guy are well known, and then uh, we have some Mexican bandit. Now, Byung Hun Lee has done a few, a few, a good, few good movies. Peter Sarsgaard is uh, obviously a, a name as well too. Um, Haley Bennett is one that's uh, who played the, the lead female. Is uh, been doing a lot of a lot of good stuff now. She's kind of really striking right now. She's like the iron is really hot for her right now, and so. You know, this this is um, obviously what I, I would call this movie is pretty much like a paycheck movie, because yes, you, absolutely, because you have a lot of these um, these kind of elites that are in here, uh, who are you know either really trendy right now or who have been in the game long enough, or who are um, uh, well play their their kind of typewriter role right there, whether it be a Asian guy who doesn't speak much or Native American or whatever the hell, but. Um, Basically, they're just cashing in at the end of the summer, and that's that's what they did. That's it's plain simple. So, uh, so I I thought it was great cast, great acting out of all of them. I thought it was a beautiful movie, but other than that, it lacked all substance. And uh, it was a remake, just like you said, for a paycheck. It added absolutely nothing to the original film, and with with how good the cinematography was, how good the actors are. Even in just like coming up with their little character quirks and whatever, Vincent D'Onofrio is like a chameleon. But why would you not put them in an original script? This was a useless shoot 'em up with a '60s title, and everyone got paid. Well, because because everybody wants to bank off the remakes. I mean, we had an episode about that a few weeks ago, Alex. It's like everybody wants to bank off of it, and this is a remake that just didn't need to happen. But so I 100 percent agree with you. No, it's no, like, no, this is a no remake. Reason. This is a remake of a revisioning because you can go with the original inspiration, which is Seven Samurai, and yeah. which is essentially the same story. And then four years later, because Seven Samurai was done in like '56, and then this was done. Uh, the original was done in '60, and then now you had this new one in 2016. So it's uh, it's kind of and not like the story. Uh, by the way, I mean of those three movies. It's been redone again and again in between that, too. Other movies have done the exact same thing. Uh, 13 Assassins come to mind, too, which is a fantastic uh, movie, by the way, if you haven't seen that. But um, it's it's been done over and over again. And, um, yeah, I, I, I get it. I knew exactly what I was getting into it. And, 
yeah, you're you're going because of all the names attached to it. Plain and simple. Sure. Right. sure. But now the original was a remake of revisioning kind of a thing that brought Seven Samurai into a Western atmosphere. This one was less of a movie. I mean, there was no writing. The characters were so empty. It was diversity for the purpose of diversity. I mean, if you were writing that movie and you're like, okay, I've got all these crazy. I've got a lawmaker, a lawman. I've got a gambler. I've got a Confederate sharpshooter. I've got an Indian. I've got a backwater tracker, a Mexican outlaw, and a crazy Asian knife thrower, right? First off, Native American. What can I... I'm sorry? <laughs> I was correcting you. Native American, please. Native, Native, Native American, American, sir. My God, apologies. Wrong. But like, I'll have these skills, right? And none of them use any of the skills. The only one was the sharpshooter who takes out the entire camp of bad guys. We're getting into spoilers now. Uh, sure. But he doesn't do that when they go take the real town. I mean, you have no scene where he's taking out the Gatlin gun guy. He doesn't use the skill. There's no scene right. where they're tracking someone. There's no scene where the Mexican guy has to speak Spanish and keep the bandits from taking him. The Indian doesn't even know English, and it's Denzel's skills that make the Indian come along. He speaks I mean, some English. No, I, I get that completely, where whatever skills that they do have, maybe they were highlighted a little bit. There was a, you know, he knows how to shoot a bow and arrow. I get that. But, yeah, no, I, well put. Because the sharpshooter, you'd think that, it, especially with a high vantage point, first thing, first target, like Gatling gun for sure. Like, right. And you're thinking to yourself, well, why the hell not? And whether it be the uh, Billy Rocks, his sidekick, who uh, was using, you know, melee close range knife attacks and stuff like that too. But again, only briefly highlighted. Oh, and sure. by the way, we didn't tell you the uh, grieving widow. Uh, who's useless the majority of the movie, is as good a shot as the hardened gunslingers and the Civil War veteran sharpshooter. I mean, where did that come from? Oh, he's not coming? I can take the million-mile shot. Yeah. Because because we have to see that strong female character, Alex. Come on. I mean, Why wasn't she one of the seven? But there was a lot of there was a lot of parts in this movie, and we all can agree, where it's tucked to um, very cliche parts where it was the the um oh, what's it that the what am i what i'm trying to look for the the hidden the card of their sleeve you know what i mean where whether sure. whether it be uh chris pratt doing you know at the end where he has a stick of dynamite or whether it be peter sarsgaard at the end where he pulls the gun out of his boot or where, you know it just kind of like these these last tricks that they have and you always know that there's or whether it be uh, ethan hawk's character leaving and then coming back like a lot of these are just kind of like um you know, they they only show up when when it's needed, or they only show up to add a little bit more suspense. And right, really we never got unneeded. any reason for these characters to have those abilities. They never do any backstory or even story for the characters. They're just diversity for the sake of diversity, and they're going to do their thing. I'm, I'm no, wait, yeah, go no, no, go. You, you, I'm about to take it over with something else here, Jordan. So go ahead and, and say yours, and then I'm gonna because I got I got notes. I took notes. Shit. You took notes this time? Oh my god, you're devoted. Well, did you have a phone in the movie? I, I was, yeah. I mean, I was, it was in a, I was in a ghetto theater, so everyone was on their phone. <laughs> oh shit. Like, I mean, I, no, I, I hate to yeah. say it, but every, everyone was on their phone. Like, everybody talking? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Nice. And you could smell nice. what everybody was on when they were walking in. It's like, oh, <laughs> nice. I, I don't, that ain't the popcorn, but. <laughs> 
God bless the suburbs. Uh, look, I, I, I was, I was, I was hoping this movie was going to be better than the Wild Wild West, and uh, unfortunately, guys, it, it, it wasn't. Um, You're comparing this to the Wild Wild West. I am uh, comparing this to the Wild Wild West, and I will explain why I'm comparing this to the Wild Wild West because I'm doing research for this movie. Western flicks, uh, well, uh, westerns don't do well at all. They don't. I mean, this, this movie's only made $41 million. I believe that was the record for a Western. Was that the record? <laughs> that was the opening week. I think it was $37 million opening re- uh, weekend record for a Western. But I think that was wasn't really? including inflation. That's, that's the power oh. of, of celebrity names, by the way. Okay, yeah, because because I saw... 37 isn't very good. <laughs> because I'm looking, it's like, you know, $108 million budget and only grows 41. I'm like, that's bad. Yeah. That's what I was just going uh, for. It'll like, do pretty well. You know, it, it'll get uh, overseas markets because Westerns are crazy uh, for foreign people. And uh, I'll bet the drop-off isn't that bad because no one's coming out and saying this is a terrible movie. It's a fun popcorn gunslinger. This movie is last year's Black Mass. That's what I was pretty much trying to get at at the point. Was It's, like, it's a movie that everybody kind of wants to see but really doesn't want to see because they want to see a good performance, but they're bored out of their mind, and they're like, eh, it's an okay movie. That's what I thought Black Mass was last year, and I think that's what this one is. And The only reason why I compared it to Wild West is because I hate that movie. I'm not going to sit here and say it's great, but at least that movie has a giant spider. I mean, right? No. Fuck you for even saying that. <laughs> this this follows a very similar formula for, and this is where I'm going to go off my rant because um, a lot of movies, many movies in the past like two decades, have done the exact same thing. It's something that keeps keeps on working and will always keep on working until it doesn't. But this one is not the one where it's going to fall off. Where if you take kind of a a half story and all it is, you have one power main character, a leader type. And then you have sure. pretty much the first hour being introduction and recruiting of a ragtag. I've used these cliche words, ragtag or misfit bunch of people. And they're all different, mysterious, crazy, interesting, weird. Bring them in together type thing. And that's the first hour of your movie right there is assembling the crew. The next hour is the fight. And I wrote down a list of movies or the, or the action or the climax. I wrote down a list of movies that pretty much do the exact same thing. And, uh, you know... Help me out if you have any more ideas or if this kind of goes with it, too. And this works for action and for comedy all in the same, too, because it happens all the time where you have one personality type bringing in, you know, whether it be Ocean's Eleven, Italian Job, Fast and Furious, Seven Samurai, Thirteen Assassins, Smoking Aces, Young Guns, Suicide Squad, Major League, uh, The Replacements, uh, The Longest Yard. These are all movies where you have one strong lead character a main right there, and then as they go forward, gone in 60 seconds, as they go forward, uh, they bring in different characters, whether it be a female, whether it be the strong guy, whether it be the bomb guy, whether it be the weird guy, whether it be the linguistics guy, you know, and they bring them all together to accomplish one goal, and it works. It it All these movies worked. So sure. that's, that's plain and simply what it is, and you can pretty much take this same story and put it in any different environment and it's just it's just going to happen. And that's – Western might be its weaker part, but that's pretty much what this was. First hour was the introduction, get the crew together, know what their role is. Second hour, just straight guns blazing. 
Yeah, which is which is which is good, but I mean, I, I guess I was coming into this hoping to see a, a, a very decent western. I was hoping to see, you know, a high noon, and I just I was left with a very disappointing story that I've seen a thousand times, like you just like you just pointed out, yeah. and um, and it was it was very disappointing because I was hoping it was going to be fun, but I. I don't know if you guys agree with me or not, but I think they kind of modernized this a little bit, you know, with, 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 with some of the tech that they had, not really. Go, go, go more because if you were to say that this movie isn't fun, I'm curious to know, to know how, because I mean, this was, I believe they dropped a year. So this was kind of after Alamo and they said like around what, 1860 is kind of what the realm of, of uh, that period. 1880, 1860 was still, so, uh, pre-civil war. Okay. It so 1879. Okay. Yeah, eighteen eighties is usually what this was going to be. Okay, then. So you so you have kind of a time frame right there. So kind of like that weird uh, dawn of steampunk type thing, is is still sure. kind, of, kind of be there type thing. Well, I mean, that kind of goes. There's no steam used, but you know, you you get like the the flashy gold and chrome, you know, Gatling gun yeah. at the end. You know, so you kind of get that on a wagon. Yeah. But uh, so the Gatling gun was Gatling gun was invented pre Civil War and kind of was first used in the Civil War. Uh, but then by this time, 18, uh, 1880s, 1890s, that's when the majority of your Westerns will take place. Sure. Uh, because everyone's got a different type of uh, double-action revolver. Uh, there's Remingtons, there's Winchesters, there's all sorts of different uh, firearms. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I can talk about the history about this stuff, too. Fucking <laughs> nerd. You are uh, blowing my mind. <laughs> but when uh, you were talking about movies that have the same stereotype, uh, one of my favorite movies is also a Western, Silverado, the exact same movie, but mm-hmm. done yeah. infinitely better. In the beginning, you're assembling the cast. Kevin Klein and Scott Glenn cross paths. How you get each of their characters is innovatively done. They cross paths. They they go to a town. They they. You know, their paths separate, but then they have to save the town. But it's not so cardboard cut out like this movie is. And it was just infuriating. Like, I was saying the lines in the movie before the actors were saying them. It was so predictable. Yeah. God, wow. Just basically, like, oh, I, I, I can't disagree with them because it was very predictable. You already knew that when Ethan Hawke was just like, oh, I'm going to pussy out and leave. You already knew that, okay, when she is starting to get gritty, he's going to come back guns blazing. And what the hell happened? He came back guns blazing. Uh, For no reason. For no reason at all. You know, We don't get a scene where he's like, oh, no, they've got a Gatlin gun. I've got to go help my friends. He doesn't even come in and when they're like, oh, no, we are in a corner. We need help. He just shows up in the middle of it. Yeah, well, well, yeah, that's another thing, by the way, is like, you know, there's a lot of people who were driving into town, and they were, like, going through demolition, they were going through other gunfire, too, like, he just kind of just showed up, like, he was just hiding He didn't know where they were setting the traps, so. I Yeah, sure, and they already gone off, too, but I mean, this is. But he decided to come back, like, at noon that day. He left the night before, remember? Yeah. Did he come back at high noon? There it is. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Have a great day. <laughs> All right. So what I'm I want to get into next, what I'm I want to get into next is why the fuck are they in this town? There is not one of them with a good reason to be there except for Denzel. As soon as he was like, oh, yeah, we'll tell this dude um, my name and the city. We're like, yeah, okay. We know he's there for revenge. Ethan Hawke's like, dude, remember don't get us all killed for revenge. Do it for the town. There was never even a scene when he was like, 
screw you, I want my revenge. They're just there until the last scene when he has that weird murder moment. But like, sure. Um, okay, so Chris Pratt is there because of the horse and he owes Denzel money. We watched him just take a huge pot and everybody's money in the card game. No, he, he wants and then he killed there a guy because he wants to fuck that girl. That's fine and simply what that is. Yes. Right. And we never even got the romance little scene, the little sort of like shooter scene, whatever. He doesn't like look at the girl as his reasoning to stay. He just sits there and plays his cards. Um, why does the Mexican outlaw have a heart of gold? Why was his first reaction not to kill the lawman who's there to take him in and get hanged? Uh-huh. Oh, I guess because uh, he's a Mexican why, outlaw. Why is, the, why is the tracker there? The tracker has no reason to be there. He just got mugged, got his stuff back, and killed a guy. I killed two guys. And then he was tracking them. He's like, oh, hey, guys, by the way, I'm here. Yeah. He is, uh, so the Asian stays at the end, even when Ethan Hawke leaves, even though they're like, best friends in the world who need each other. Uh, and then um, the Indian literally shows up and Denzel talks to him like three lines and then goes, well, now there's seven. It's so, <laughs> da- and, and, the, and I, I just, your explanation, no I, don't, I don't think there needs to be any more detail. You pretty much just that was it right there. So dumb. Watch Silverado and be like every other scene. You're like, oh shit. I know that guy from a cameo, but he's here for a purpose. There's a reason sure. they all they all cross paths and recross paths. And you're right. I mean, and it says it wouldn't even be money just because they were splitting. Uh, already when it was offered once to Denzel, he seemed like kind of like, well, this isn't really much anyway. And then to offer it to Chris Pratt, he's like, well, this isn't really that much anyway, especially being split between two. And you're very right because in all the other movies that I had listed too, there is uh, a common goal, whether it just be, oh, well, it's the right thing to do. It's, it's, you know, it's more than just that, whether it be uh, money or whether it be revenge or whether it be because they have explosives planted into your neck and they're going to kill you. And there's an enchantress in the middle of the city who's okay. That's a different, I'm getting to something else there. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But uh, I mean, but still there's, there's, there's more than just say, Hey, you should do it because it's the right thing to do. So I, yeah, there was, there was never that scene. Yeah. There wasn't even even the scene. scene when they. There wasn't even the scene when they're like, okay, they have a gold mine. They have a shit ton of gold in here. Whoever survives will split it up. That's kind of like that. Oh, my God. I don't even want to get into the end. The end was so terrible. The worst ending. Why can't bad guys just be bad guys? Like, why do they have to have some redemption? Was Chris Pratt even a bad guy in this movie? Like, there were no bad guys. They weren't even questionably moral. He didn't, like, get a scene where he cornered the girl and then Denzel looked at him weird. There was – he's – He's just a gambler with a heart of gold. Yeah, he's a gambler, but I mean, like, so do you think that there Pratt. could be? Yeah, but I mean, like, do you guys think it would be better if uh, if Chris Pratt was a gambler who also was a con man? I mean, I, it just seems like that's just kind of his his typecasted role right there. It just seemed like he was just bored and wandered onto the into the the food buffet line, and they're just like, "Hey, you want to be in this movie?" He's like, oh, "Yeah, sure, why not? You want to see a card yeah. trick?" So- I'm in right. between uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Why not? Right. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy, great example. You've got an ensemble cast. Mix them together. They've got riff back and forth. They don't really like each other. There was none of that in this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was very vanilla. Very vanilla. Empty. Yeah. So it's – yeah. We can all agree to that. That really – the only the only thing that this movie was only built for was the hour or 45-minute gun scene at the end. 
that's that's really oh what gosh. it was for. And even then, like when it comes to action, so that's why I would say instead of it being anything else, this is more this is an action movie than anything. Uh, and it's it's rough because when it comes to action movies, I'm a big fan of it not being quick cuts. And a lot of the action movies that you see are just quick cut, quick cut, quick cut. Where uh, quick uh, quick cut of uh, Denzel turning around, quick cut of the guy coming forward, quick cut of, of someone shooting a gun, quick cut of somebody falling off a horse. It's just quick, 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 quick. And it's like, you know, give me a little more pan out because it, it will immerse me a bit more if I actually see all this uh, shit going all at once. But instead, you get, well, it's tough because you have seven people that you got to focus on as well, too. Well, well, Eric, you know what sucks is it, I'm bringing this reference up because it is watching yesterday because I haven't seen it in years. For all these action movie scenes, you got to blame Steven Spielberg for Saving Private Ryan. Because if you really look at it, I mean, every single movie has followed suit since. The I... shaky cam, moving from characters to characters and actions. I mean, hell, even The Dark Knight, a Batman movie for no reason to have shaky cam, has shaky cam. But the movies so... that don't do it stand out even more. Sorry to interrupt you there, but like uh, when you have a movie like, uh, let's see, The Raid, or when you have a movie like Children of Men, or you, when you have a movie like... Uh... Uh, what's what's another one that I can think of off the top of my head? Uh, any any Tony Jaa movie or a lot of Jackie Chan movies, you know, even, even fuck even a Rush Hour Jackie Chan movie. Like there were scenes where it was steady, where it was sure. a good but, shot. Yeah, but you're saying some of those, some of those, not all those movies, of course, but some of those movies have artistic merit. Where Hollywood always follows a trend. Hollywood's just like James Bond; they do what's what's in the moment. I mean, James Bond uh, ten years ago did parkour in Casino Royale. I mean, come on, it's it's well, it's just the way probably the best Bond movie. Yes, <laughs> I, I like I like Spectre more. I I love Casino Royale second, but yes, back on track, Rear Boys, because that's that's another that's the Bond. That's a whole other there. Yeah. <laughs> that's the whole no. I'm a huge Bond fan. I got that collection, by the way. It's amazing. Um, no, it's just it's the reason I'm saying this because I'm annoyed by it. I'm annoyed by the. The shaky cam lets immerse you into this into the scene aspect where I don't want that all the time. There's reasons for it, and there's not reasons for it. For this kind of a movie, you either do two things, in my opinion. One, be super serious and try to do a good dramatic film. Or B, go batshit insane. And it feels like it wanted to do both. It wanted to be serious and it wanted to go batshit insane. But it didn't cross. It did not cross that barrier. It needed to be either or for this kind of a movie. And I kind of so, wish they went more serious. So an issue I had uh, that was similar to that was with the action scenes. I never felt that any of the protagonists were in danger. They were just Jedi versus stormtroopers. They can't oh. miss, and the stormtroopers did a goddamn thing. There's 300 guys. One of them has to get lucky. Jesus. Sure. I mean, we don't even know why these guys are the best gunslingers. Okay, Denzel's a lawman. He's got some actually sweet pistols. The Asian guy wins a shooting contest. Sure. He, brought he a doesn't knife know to that gunfight. Chris Pratt brought, can shoot. He literally brought a knife to a gunfight. The Asian guy did. He doesn't, we don't know why he can't shoot. And, and then in the beginning, in the beginning uh, Ethan Hawke has no problem with the Asian guy who... We know it doesn't have a heart of gold because he kills a drunk guy either for money or for talking shit. That's what happened in that scene. He goes, screw you, double or nothing for our lives. And instead of being like <laughs> Ethan Hawke, like, how about less killing because that gives me some heartburn. We don't even find out that out until he's got to shoot a guy himself. So he doesn't really give a shit. He's just got some sort of PTSD. Yeah. 
I don't know. Nice. So we don't, I don't know. They're just gods because they're Chris Pratt and Denzel. You just assume so, right? I mean, it's just almost given with presence. Like, almost just kind of given yeah. their, their intro, you just automatically assume that, uh, oh, that guy, that guy is special. That guy is, you know, rank 10 right over there. You know, everyone else is rank <laughs> 1. But, I, I mean, that kind of comes along with it because uh, I, I agree with you, too, is that you already kind of knew that uh, as they're in the, in the battle and everyone's shooting and these guys are really just kind of shrugging it off. Like, oh, yeah, you know, just, just another, another Tuesday over here. You know, and just kind of <laughs> do, doing their thing, um, and then all the the regular villagers are just dropping like flies, like not even fucking trying. Like they're all just, just you know, just so crazy scared, and they you know they get blasted up real quick too. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's another big thing of it too. And you start questioning that, but then after a while, you start thinking to yourself, okay, well, there's a bit of danger because now I started getting in trouble. Now I'm thinking to myself, all right, what are the Vegas odds here? Who's gonna drop first? Who's gonna end up living? You know, and then I actually started to think, okay, well, who's it going to be type thing? Because they, they sure started showing, like, some trouble shots. But even after then, it's like um, like 20 minutes into the fight, you know? I mean, it's like, okay, well, yeah. we got no, all I this mean, footage. Something's got to happen here. Yeah, I mean, Chris Pratt needed to be more in danger because he's for the younger generation. Denzel's for our generation, you know? And it's like Chris Pratt needed to get that danger, to get the, you know, to get them excited. Didn't happen. Very, very bland. Very vanilla. I, I so every like... bad guy, every bad guy is one shot and they're down. Yeah. Chris Pratt gets shot 35 times, can smoke a cigarette and blows himself up. Oh, and we don't know why he was suicidal to go on that. There are sharpshooters. Why is he the suicidal guy? Anyways. No, that's because... uh, Vincent D'Onofrio he... takes three arrows and. Yeah. Oh, hey, here's all my guns. I just have this tomahawk that I know how to throw and have thrown several times in this film. I'm not going to throw it. No, nope, not at all. Yeah, and he just reaches out like he's just going to grab that Indian who's 20 feet away from him. With a bow and arrow visibly in his hands. Hey, Star Lord and is don't magic, get me started. Man. Don't get me started on this Gatling gun. That's not how a Gatling gun works. It oh, has accuracy of like 30 yards. Like 50 yards at most and you can't hit anything. This one in the movie has the power of like an A-10 warthog, just buzzing the town. The buildings are exploding when it shoots. Yeah, it has a caliber of the same guns as the rest of them are using. Yeah, I just—it's just like mowing down buildings. They've got like reinforced wood walls on the church, and it's just like blowing it to shreds. It's like it was like the scene in Predator. Like these things are just just cutting down, like just going through three different walls and then hitting people and then stopping as they yep. hit the people. Like you, you have no problem going through. You know, uh, three walls. But when you when you hit that that you know 160 pound dude over there, it's just gonna stop. You know. They they took this Gatling gun off of the uh, <laughs> off the <laughs> helicopters in Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Nice. But I, that goes to kind of what the movie w- was going for. It was just like, okay, we're just gonna make a quick little shoot 'em up, and that that's just about it. Again, going back. Literally, to, that's uh, that's how the movie ended. You're yeah, absolutely right. It's, it's Again, I, I feel like very much that this was just kind of a playful paycheck movie. It felt like because the the, the, the scene changes weren't that much. Like, the, you had the entire second and third act of the movie in one spot, in one Hollywood town that they that they built up on set, pretty much. And so it almost seems like, the, like they shot this movie in, like, a month, 
you know, I mean, there was no, there was no uh, environmental effect. There was no rain or anything else like that, too. There was one enclosed fire. That's about it. I, I mean, it really just seemed like, hey, we just have all this extra scenery lying around. We can make a movie with this, right? And uh, there you go. So I bet you a lot of their budget that came into making this movie was the actor's salary. Oh, definitely. 100%. It couldn't even afford a proper ending. It does seem, by the way, too, that with Denzel Washington, it seems like that him and Will Smith had this same kind of contract. They're just like, okay, I'll do this movie if, under two conditions, one, I don't die. Two, I don't get injured. Three, I'm a badass the entire time. Four, I'm the lead role, even though it doesn't need to be, uh, have a lead role, I mean. I'm going to take that, too. And then five is just, you know, I, I get... Twinkies in my trailer or something. Something. Hey, I don't know. I guess that. But I mean, it's still, it just seems just kind of like because Denzel came out untouched, like not even dirty. He still had a hat on. He just still was just all black. There's no cuts. There was no wounds. There was nothing. He just came out. He fucking just straight just swag. Just coming out of the bank and just like, yeah, I'm still here. Oh yeah, by the way, full ammo. No problem. By the way, no reloads. Not, not even fatigued. I, I can still do a cartwheel and shoot you at the same time, too. Not even a problem. You know? They're so unfazed Denzel, at man. the end. There's four of them dead at the Okay, this is real spoilers. Four of them are dead at the end. The Mexican guy straight up has an untreated bullet wound in his arm. So do the live guys celebrate that they won? Do they eat a meal? Do they take a nap? No. Their buddies are still warm, dead, and they ride out into the sunset. They don't yes. take the money. The Mexican guy doesn't get a pardon. It's just sunset, Q movie, uh, like the name drop. They're magnificent. And roll credits to the original theme song. Yeah. <laughs> Tip your hat. Thank you, thank you, ma'am. And have they a they killed the last dude. And then nothing. They, and then, oh, they were magnificent, dude. Roll credits. Terrible. There were seven of them. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's fine. And you going back to the point too. I very much thought because like, okay, well, the whole reason why this town is is such a hot spot is because there's gold in them hills, you know, and that's their that's their property right there too. So you think that okay, well, I'm doing this as a, as an outlaw because you guys got tons, you guys got weight in those mines over there of just straight gold, just raw ass mineral over there, you know. I'm just like. Just I that's what you would think. Oh, let me cash in on that shit. But instead, they're just like, you know what? Thank you, and and right on out. And that's just, I, I mean, they didn't even touch about that. We didn't even see any gold during this movie. Did we like we just saw a box and we just assumed there was gold in it. Mm-hmm. So with the, and it's not like it's not like um, these houses have any. They're not like a full farm or anything. No, it's our land. Oh, the same. Okay, I'm going to talk a little bit about Silverado, the exact same movie. It's uh, so much better done. But they get to the town and they don't know anything's bad until you know things get real. But instead of gold, it's uh, cattle grazing land. Is what the is what the is what the conflict is about. I don't want any spoilers. I'm just going to say if you've not seen this film, it is brilliant. It is beautiful. The actors are unreal. Go watch that movie. It's the infinitely better version of this. Well, that's, I, that's I on actually the list agree. Right there. That's, that's on the list. Because uh, with that Western, I was actually going to say Young Guns 1 or 2. 
one and two. Can we oh, please wow. do a spoiler review of Silverado? <laughs> I might have to rewatch that actually, because I mean, I think the only time that I, I did watch it was on Cinemax when I was like ten. Young Guns. Oh God, Amelia or Amelia Estevez. Mm. Charlie Sheen. Well. Let's get into our final thoughts, and for uh, Alex, and also for the people who are just tuning into this as their first episode, how we do our reviews is we give a simple thing, a recommend or a do not recommend. So we just go uh, person to person, and we tell everybody what we like, what we don't like, and if we recommend it or not. So, Eric, I'll let you go first. Do you recommend that Magnificent Seven? You know, um, I would not say this is a this is a going to the theater movie. You know, I, I really feel like uh, it was it was nice. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. It was a popcorn movie. It really was. But um, I don't know. I just can't. I just can't. I can't recommend it to somebody. It was just kind of a meh movie. Did I, did I enjoy it? I had fun? Yeah, sure. But I'm not, like, talking about it after. Like, after we do this, after this episode closes, I'll probably never see it or talk about it ever again. And that's kind of just goes around to it. I saw it once. I'm gonna move on, and that's fine. It really wasn't. It wasn't really much of anything. You've seen the movie a hundred different times, and just meh. You know, if it's on and you're like at a friend's house and it's watching it, you'll watch it and be like, yeah, that wasn't that bad. But at the same time, it wasn't good. So no, short and simple. Uh, save your money on this one, folks. If you really want to watch it, then I would say wait for it to be not in the theaters anymore. You're not getting anything from the theater experience. Uh, you, you can save your money on this one. Alex, do you recommend the the Magnificent Seven? I can't talk. Um, I seriously doubt that I will rewatch it when it's on HBO next month. Oh uh, God, next month! It is. It is exactly the uh, movie that will appear on uh, HBO. Watch it then. Don't waste your time. Stay at home. Watch. Luke Cage coming out Friday. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not a recommend for that one. For me, uh, no, it's it's not a recommend at all either. Don't see this movie unless you absolutely think it's necessary. Uh, watch something else that's better, like uh, There Will Be Blood. I consider that a Western. I don't know if you guys would agree. I mean, if you're going to go for Westerns, you get like 310 to Yuma. You got like Appaloosa. Uh, yeah. I mean, fucking you White so Earth, you know? There's, 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 oh, you know there's what you guys so should watch? Tombstone. Uh, it's this absolutely brilliant western called Silverado. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Movie yeah, guys podcast that? sponsored by Silverado. There you go. Watch Silverado. Yeah, Silverado. Lawrence Kasdan. The truck, not the movie. Yeah. So, no, not a good joke. All right, I lost it. But that's pretty much what it was. I mean, of all the movies that we uh, that I had mentioned earlier, I think that we talked about before. It's it's not anything it's not anything new and you're watching it just because of who's in it. That's yeah. That's really the only thing about it. The story's not original. It's no. Can can you guys name one line from the movie? It was all so cliche. I didn't ask her to do that. We need a bigger boat. Did I do that? Is that well, a movie? No. I believe that Barry's wearing <laughs> a man suit. There you go. <laughs> oh, oh man, God. Vincent D'Onofrio though. It's yeah. such a waste. Chris Pratt is 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 doing a really good job at, at really doing one-liners, and that's really what he does well in this movie. It's just shine the one-liners. That's about. Oh, it. he's drinking whiskey. Oh, he's a rebel. <laughs> mm. <laughs> nice. That's, that's well, it. 
Well, everybody, we appreciate you listening to this episode and continue the downloads. We thank you a lot for it. Make sure to check out this episode on iTunes to search in the bar, uh, in the search bar, sorry, Movie Guys Podcast. Also, check us out on our website, movieguyspodcast.com and Twitter, movieguyspod. We'll be doing another old remake starting next week with Birth of a Nation. I don't know how I feel about this one yet because I've seen the original. Alex, have you seen the original Birth of a Nation? I have not. Do you know what it is about? I do. Uh, Civil War slavery? Reconstruction? Yes, the KKK comes in and saves the day. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So what? It's yeah. Uh, in the original, in the in the original, the uh, the slaves uprise a small town, and the KKK comes and saves the day. So I don't know what they're. I would rather watch Wild Wild West. I don't know what they're <laughs> going to do with this. This will be interesting. So uh, this will be interesting. So uh, yeah, but oh, do we lose them? for Birth of a Nation? So guys. He, he was cutting out. If that's what it was, then I guess we're going for next week. Okay. All right. He's gone. All right. <laughs> we're back. All right. See you, everybody. <laughs> cool. Have a good night, Have a good night. guys. <laughs>